We don't usually talk about content here on Podcast Me Anything, but given everything that is going on in the world today and how important it is to not just recognize that Black Lives Matter, but actually advocate and be a true ally for them, as soon as I saw that there was podcasts in color that existed, I knew, I knew I wanted to talk to the creator of it, learn more about what she is doing, and see if we can't elevate more voices in the podcasting space. We are delighted to have Barry, the creator of Podcast in Color here joining us on Podcast Me Anything. Barry, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for reaching out. Oh, it is my pleasure. First of all, I am fascinated and intrigued because your story starts out with, in 2015, you were unemployed and trying to figure out what you were going to do. And so, frankly, same situation. Beginning of 2015, I was unemployed, wasn't sure what I was going to do, and podcasting just happened to work for me to become my next thing. So take us through that story. What was going on in 2015 and how did you land on podcasts in color as your venture? Well, I was unemployed, as you said, and I was tweeting a lot, always on social media. (laughs) So while I was tweeting a lot, my favorite podcast is The Read, but I knew people were listening to podcasts. So I thought, what if I separated this from me personally and made it something else? And with that, I just started thinking of different ideas. And then Podcast and Color was born. And I found one of the domain sites that, of course, charged like a dollar. So I <laughs> started on Blogger with my .com. That was probably it for the first few months. And so what was the initial goal when you got started? The goal was just to have a directory. It was just one page on Blogger. I thought when listening to the read, I didn't know how many PLC podcasts existed. So I had a smaller mind then too, just thinking, oh, it's just going to be 50 to 75 podcasts. And from there, it's grown into thousands of podcasts. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I know the numbers of both folks who are podcasting as well as folks consuming podcasts are continuing to trend higher and higher for people of color. And even for women, the the number was kind of low over the last few years, but getting much higher. Have you been surprised at the growing number of folks who have been podcasting or surprised by any of the types of content that are coming out in the podcast and color space? I haven't been surprised. I'm a big romance book person and I don't necessarily give that off if you first meet me. <laughs> um, so I'm out there and trying to figure out the whole discovery part of how do I find them or how do they find me or like, you know, doing things with that. Because I'm like, I know there's podcasts on everything because we're always talking to people that, you know, are on small subjects or in niche things. Like I'm located in Denver, Colorado. I'm used to the outdoors. I see everybody doing things outdoors. I've skied. I've done those, all those kind of things. So I'm like, we exist everywhere, so there's no telling about the podcast could be out there for me. <laughs> gotcha. What was sort of the evolution of the platform from just, like you said, starting out, maybe finding a few 50, 60 shows on Blogger? Where has it taken you to today? Well, it's taken me to setting up better systems. Like when this started, I had people just sending their information to my email and then getting bigger than I thought it would be because I had hundreds of emails and I was like, oh, okay, this is not... <laughs> what I thought it would be. That's when I actually started a submit system that was a Google form instead of people just emailing me because I thought it was, of course, and I've just do people like as it's gotten bigger, it's been easier to do Google form. I switched and now I'm thinking about going actually back to WordPress. So the more podcasts has made me actually do better on my systems and having things in place to support them. And I've noticed that on the website right now, you have a Patreon and some other ways to donate. Are there any sort of other monetization models associated with the platform? 
No, right now I only had it as donation. People have told me to do ads and different things. I just wasn't sure else about it and exactly like what my boundaries would be with ads. And so I anything on the site. So it's just been slow. Okay. And I didn't see it anywhere, but do you yourself have a podcast now? I've had a podcast. I don't currently have one. I do podcast consulting sometimes. And so what I noticed was I ran into a lot of questions about publishing and I wanted to know the one-on-one on that so I could support them in that way. So I published a podcast for one year to learn about that side of it and be able to talk about the ins and outs of what I know on that. What about challenges for people of color in podcasting? I mean, look, every podcaster is going to struggle with growing their audience, getting more listeners, getting more downloads. But have you found that there have been certain, I don't know, gatekeepers or glass ceilings or anything like that in particular that are hindering uh, the podcast and color community? What I noticed was just getting eyes on the podcast or letting them know when they were in a niche that wasn't necessarily being covered that could be featured, knowing where to go to be featured or who to talk to or how to do those things has been a big thing. One of the biggest things I was talking to somebody the other day is logo size. Some people upload a logo that is so small and it's like, I don't know if you know what that looks like when other people see it. Mostly with podcasts of color, I've tried to say there is a bigger industry and to pull them into that. And then to talk about the ways that they can link up with other podcasters or create support systems so they can grow. Because I feel like if you're inside the industry, you know, there's always usually a group of four or five podcasters that kind of plan it around each other, like a solar system of they build together. So that's the one thing I try to express to other people is all the bigger podcasters, you know who their friends are, you know, they're like on one podcast or the other and telling them to do that so they can grow together. Is that basically like the best advice that you give as a consultant to others as far as growing their show in general? I do certain things depending on what the show is, but that is the best advice because I feel like if you're in a group with five other people and this is part-time, podcasting is part-time for you all. The chances that at least some of the other people are reading the news or keeping up with other things or know something you don't know is really big. So I feel like it's kind of bringing more people into your space. You could be doing great editing and somebody else could be noticing how they are like doing audiograms and things like that. So it could be like, oh, I can just ask them and then I can help them with editing and, you know, we can figure it out. A lot of people are just like, how do I learn more? To me, I've learned more from the people around me and us trading skills. Well, and you talked about getting in front of people and I noticed you were going back and forth with Marco of Overcast and then Marco put up a section right there on the front page of the Overcast app. You want to tell us about that? Yes. He emailed me first. I got a lot of emails when that started blowing up. Um, And then he tweeted me. So I'm glad he followed up with that because that just helped me go back to the email and search it out. But he emailed me and he was very, I liked the way he did it. He understood that he could be doing more. He understood he wanted to do more. The ways we could work together. I'm very, I try to be direct in things. I don't like when people just email me, hi, let's talk or something like that. I like you to email me this is what I'm thinking. Could you do this? And, you know, let's work from there. And he was very like that. And so I'm like, I've listened to his interview on the Wolf Den and I was like, this is the exact person I thought he would be. And then after that, we were talking for about a week, going back and forth on email. And then he wrote me a really long email, really going into things and understanding what I do, the things he could be doing more on the app and things like that. And I very much appreciated all Marco did. I feel like he's always understood podcasting. And when this came to him, I feel like right away, he decided to understand what Podcasting Color does, how he can help, 
and what else he could be doing with it. And I very much appreciated that. Yeah. So folks, if you use the Overcast app, if you go to add a podcast, you get the plus sign, you get the normal suggestions for you. You get the most recommended in there, at least for me. I know sometimes it's a little bit different, but right there, top left corner, big square podcast in color with the icon. It's right there. So you can discover more podcasters of color and grow your listening experience, grow the scope of information, grow where you get your knowledge from, especially today where we are learning that even those amongst us who don't think we have a problem, who don't think that we are closed off to what has been going on, we don't even know what we don't know. And so it's so nice to get out there and hear from different voices, elevate different voices. It's great that you have this collection right there in the Overcast app. If people are not on an iOS device, what's the best way for them to explore the podcast and color directory and start listening to shows, uh, you know, in the place that they listen to? Well, of course, there's the website, which is podcast and color. And you can spell that with the you or not, depending on where people are. And it comes ah, to excellent. my website. <laughs> And, you know, just on a basic, if they want to come scroll the website, I'm not necessarily always a website scroller. So that's why I love hashtags. So even if they were to Google hashtag pods in color, just a shorter podcast in color, um, they can find tweets about it. They could go to Instagram and search pods in color and scroll different podcasts using the hashtag that works on Facebook also. So there's the website or using the hashtag pods in color, P-O-D-S. I-N-C-O-L-O-R on any of the social medias or Google and finding podcasts. So I just try to make it easy. So wherever you're looking, hopefully you can find them. So especially given the moment that we're in, given the transformation that is taking place, that is out there, that hopefully the momentum stays up, continues, and you know we can really make some massive institutional changes locally all the way up to federally. I know it's probably tough to ask you to play favorites, but are there two or three podcasts right now that you would have somebody listen to if they wanted to understand what is going on more, get a deeper dive into it, or maybe it's an introduction into understanding this moment that we're in right now so that they'll be more appreciative of what they're talking about, what they're doing. And you don't want to get too lost in, in the details maybe right away. So I would say my first one would be Tea with Queen and Jay. I feel they're very creative. It's by two women and they talk about all kinds of things, but they break it down pretty easily. And they also give resources that you can go to after if you're looking for more or other things that you might want. So I really like what Queen and Jay do on Tea with Queen and Jay. I would say there's therapy for black girls. Of course, it says therapy for black girls. It says therapy for black girls, but what Dr. Joy does, now she has a column in O Magazine, Oprah's Magazine, and she's worked with lots of programs and it just can bring you into the network of different therapists or even if you're looking, she has a directory of therapists. So, you know, if you're looking and you just want to see more, maybe a therapist in your area, she has that. And I would say third, this is so hard. <laughs> for a bit of fun, but they do end in seriousness. So I would say my favorite podcast, The Read, um, with Crystal and Kid Fury. And one thing within their last five or six episodes, usually it goes like they cover pop culture, then they do some listener questions, and then they do The Read, where they talk about the news or things they have going on. But lately they've done that, but they've also changed the format to just do mailbag episodes that are fun and you know lighter than they would be in times like this. 
So I like them because they give me a laugh where, you know, it can be very serious. You know, like I need a break. And that's what they get me. This is The Read with Kid Fury and Crystal? Yes. Okay. We're going to have links directly to all three of those shows. And then you said you are consulting for podcasters. And obviously you've put together this directory of all these podcasts featuring people of color. What is your advice to someone else listening to this, sitting at home, thinking about how they can get their voice out there as far as getting started in the podcasting space? I would say the way to get your voice out there is to start chatter. The one thing I tell people is I'm a listener first. So people pay attention to me. And that's because first I was on there just chatting about different podcasts and that made other people attract to me. So a lot of people will start a podcast and only necessarily talk about their podcast and that kind of thing. But I think you can get more attention if you were to talk about your podcast, but also support other podcasts, even if it's just a tweet or an Instagram story post or something like that. It can just bring more eyes to you. That means the podcast most likely might retweet you at some point. They might repost you and it just might bring more eyes to you like, oh, that person likes the podcast I like. Let me see what they're doing. Um, and going from there. And that happens a lot with podcasts, like the favorite podcasters or something will repost things they listen to or listeners. And that's how listeners will find other podcasts. I couldn't agree more. That's excellent advice for everybody out there. You see it way too often in these podcasting Facebook groups and other places where everyone is just jumping in too quickly to self-promote. And they're wondering why no one's listening to them. It's because no one wants you to self-promote. Be part of the conversation. (laughs) Any other thoughts about the podcasting space in general? I mean, there are so many different places that people have thoughts and ways that they would improve it. Just as someone who seems like a voracious consumer of podcasts for what you are doing, are there other things you would like to see changed in this industry? I just want to see the industry grow more. And we are. I can't wait for WWDC because they say there's supposed to be huge updates to the Apple Podcast app. But it's going to come from people paying attention to the industry. I feel the more tuned in podcasters are to the industry and not just their podcast, that will help the industry as a whole to know what's going on, what you could be supporting, what you should be maybe saying something against or sending out a correction. Like, do you see this is maybe not right? Like, I love when I see a tweet to a male podcaster and somebody saying, do you see you've only had like two women on your podcast in the last two years or something like that? Like, I love when a listener is like, I just want to know if you saw this, that whole self-correction. Like, I love what you're doing, but I just want to make sure you're seeing on the outside what this could be taken as also. And I feel like that's what we need because it's like I listeners love you, but they also want to say, I want to hold you accountable to be a better person, just like we do music artists and other things like that. So that's what I feel like as podcasting is like people being able to take critical takes back and not necessarily just automatically, you know, say something mean or you don't understand what's going on, but letting somebody say, do you know this or do you know you could be doing that? And the more we group together as podcasters and have things as a whole and not so separate, I think that will help the industry. That's really what's helped in this last month and people paying attention to things is people paying attention to the industry and asking it to be better. Another Excellent piece of advice and some fantastic wisdom. We have had the pleasure of chatting with Barry. She is the creator of Podcasts in Color. You can go directly to podcastincolor.com. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram, Podcasts in Color. Super easy. And then like Barry said earlier, if you're searching out, you're not sure the best way to do this, Pods in Color, the hashtag Pods in Color is a great resource if you're just trying to search around and find some great new shows and experiences widen your listening experience, 
widen the information that you get to hear, widen the different types of voices that you get to absorb. It's a great way to grow yourself personally, especially, especially given the moment that we are in in the world today. Barry, thank you so much for taking the time. It has really been a pleasure. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Yeah.